Y'all not there? All right, let's get this thing moving. another episode of the dirt exchange podcast uh we talked about it last week um things are going to be a little bit different in how we do it um you know we've talked about atvs we've talked about farming that kind of thing we put a lot of work into our nonprofit, alps angels and it is an atv utv club that we use our resources to do better for the community raise money for people who need transplants or people who have medical conditions or parks or whatever it may be, you know, that we've done. So we figured, you know, why not make that part of our main focus and, you know, you know, something we're passionate about. Yeah. You know, obviously everybody kind of knows us by now. You're a side-by-side guy. I'm a side-by-side guy. Our families, that's what we do. That's our hobby. You know, I got a 2015, 16 Ranger with almost 5,000 miles on it, you know, because we drive it. We so, yeah, so we've kind of revamped what we're going to do here a little bit. And, uh, you know, we're going to kind of take it from there. And, you know, we're still going to do some of the ag stuff. You know, it pertains to your job. It pertains to my main job and, and kind of what we do. So there, there'll be a little mix in there, you know, a little bit. But let's... Uh, Let's talk about, you know, just some, some stuff that's going on. Put out a post on Alps Angels, uh, facebook.com backslash Alps Angels. That's the uh, link to our nonprofit. Put a post on there, you know, wanted to hear what topics everybody wanted to, to wanted us to talk about, some things that everybody was interested in. Yeah. And the big one that popped up that everybody, you know, hit on, and we've been – talking about this for what four years probably maybe even longer longer. you know and and something that we've been pushing for and we've been to states where it's no big deal and then of course we have to come back to nebraska where atvs utvs are not legal on the public road unless you're using them for agricultural purposes yes so there's there's some confusion in there with that and stuff and you know, part of the reason we're doing this, too, is to make other people understand that there's a lot of areas that you could, there's a lot of things you could do with these besides just use them for ag. Yeah. Obviously, a lot of people know that already. Uh, well, I and, mean, I grew up in the 90s, much like you. We had three-wheelers on the farms. Yeah. You and, know, and, and used them every, every day. single day. So the, the fact that they've been used for ag purposes for as long as we know, as long as they've been yeah. out, right? I think the first three-wheeler was, what, 1985 or something crazy like that. I'm trying to think of what year my Honda three-wheeler was here. Yeah. I, I, I know Polaris made a 250 Scrambler in 86. And I'm sure before they released a race version, they had actual like utility type yeah. normal ones what um, we're kind of getting at here is that a lot of the states and, and this is a question that was asked of us to kind of just talk about it and that's what we're doing we're talking about it are we pushing for it 
yes, do we want it to happen? Absolutely. There's it'll benefit everybody in in better ways. Number yeah. one, it'll benefit the state because at that point they can actually charge for licensing yep. them and so on and so forth. You know, obviously anybody that has one, they already have insurance on it, so maybe not a big uh, factor in that area. Well, and even if they don't, I think I pay what, 110 bucks or 120 bucks a year. It is, I mean, it's, know, it's, it's dirt cheap. For what they cost, you're going to have insurance on them regardless. And just what yeah. we're trying to kind of say is that nothing against, you know, Nebraska, where we live. I love living here. I'm not going anywhere. I know you're not going anywhere. It's just we wish that they would just kind of push it up to the times. And maybe some of that is because we don't have a place to ride. That 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 compared is compared to that, other states. Yep, that is know? a lot. That is a lot of it. But let's 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 back it up a, a little bit. Um, the lady that sent in the first request about talking about Nebraska legalizing mm-hmm. UTVs and ATVs on public roadways had a a great suggestion. There's a cowboy trail is what they call it that is clear across Nebraska. Uh, kind of that that, that uh, rock trail that's just outside of Loma. Oh, that's yeah. that's part of the cowboy trail, right? Yeah, I know what but, you're talking about. But bikers, like it was meant originally for bicyclists and horse people to ride on. Well, the problem is they put big oversized white rock. So nobody, like bicyclists, aren't going to ride in distance on that. No, they're not. Horses, same kind of thing. They're not going to ride any kind of distance because that can, you know, poke a horse wrong, have them come up lame, whatever. So you have these hundreds of miles of trail that is useless. Nobody uses them. You know, you might hear one or two people using them here and there, but it's not a mass. Her suggestion was once, twice a year, whatever it may be, have a ride, you know, where you can ride these on there, see part of Nebraska, you're going to get revenue, you know, for riding on it, revenue in the towns you pass by, because you're going to stop and get fuel, or stop and get a bite to eat, or something to drink, or whatever it may be, you know, so there's, there's still places that we can ride here, but, yeah, and there, there is, and that, Kind of brings us into a not to shoe off from that, but that kind of brings us into a another conversation about somebody that's doing basically a cross the United States trip. Yes, yeah, in 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 a lot of it is in the southern region. Um, David Hines A one UTV. Look him up on Facebook. The guy. Pioneer. Let's call him a pioneer. Let, right? Let's let let's uh, explain to everybody actually he, what he's yeah, got so and how he's doing. He he was the first guy that is Mister Street Legal UTV, and I mean that with all due respect. You know, in this sport, you know, much like anything else that has happened in the past that they've they've pioneered for, you you need that person, that driving force to you know push the needle. Now we do this. Yes. Right. With our rides and and even riding around here, you know, we we ride as we please. Luckily, we have we're, we're in a couple, you know, awesome counties where they don't really care as long as we're being, you know, good on the roads. We're not doing anything dumb, whatever it may be. But 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 David Hines is is taking it 
Whole new level. Whole new level. Way higher. So he went and applied, and there's and, and everybody that's got a UTV has probably heard there are certain counties in South Dakota that you can apply for a license and get street legal, essentially. Right. I think it's like 85 90 bucks a year. And uh, he did that. He's based out of Texas. And, I, and the last time I remember, he's got 46, 4,700 miles on a 2015, 2016, or 2016, 2017, 18, 19, something like that, Razor Turbo S that he drives on the highway. You, you go to his page, you'll see him hauling ass down the freeway in, in Texas. You know, he, he'll ride to Arizona. He'll ride to, you know, Mississippi or Louisiana or Arkansas or wherever it may be. And then ride that machine at the park and then drive it back home, which is is awesome. You know, we need people like that that's going to push the envelope and and bring, you know, notoriety to what we're doing, much like how we're doing our rides. Yes, and our rides are very, as far as I think, um, which sometimes some people may say that that's not very far, whatever, take what you want from it. But our rides are very organized. They are. they are very precise with the the parking, with what yeah. we're doing, with where we're going. Very planned. It's a there's a one route, and then there's a B route, just in case yeah. things don't go right. You know, depending on the weather or what that case may be, yeah. and that takes so much planning. Like, for instance, we went to South Dakota last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris and I did with our families and the amount of prep that it took to do that really wasn't that bad. We loaded our machines up. We uh, figured out the meals for the evening, things like that. No brainer. Wasn't that hard. We drove down to the gas station. Yeah. Got a permit to drive. And I think the actual ones, if you wanted to like drive long distance on the highways, you had to go to the courthouse, courthouse whatever, but yes. Yeah. But it was a really simple process. Went down there. The prepping was simple. It was quick. It was fast. Uh, it was just easy. It was very, very easy. And like when we do our rides, it takes us a solid probably six meetings. Yes. Amongst all of our friends, everybody that's included into doing this. And yeah. we're not complaining about this, so that's not what this no, is about. It, no, we're just explaining it. But and it takes a lot of prep to just do a ride. Yeah. Like that, when it would be so much easier if we could just, okay, if they're legal in Nebraska, this is what you need to do. And yep. then we could push forward through it. I mean, it's no different than doing like a run with a motorcycles or. Right. Uh, and, and, and safer. Classic cars. In, in, my, in my opinion, yes. our rides are safer than a motorcycle poker run. And in, in, in my opinion. But, I but, agree. But, but a lot of it is people don't understand what we've done behind the scenes to make this happen. You know, let's let's fast forward, clear back to our very first ride. You know, we we had been talking about doing this for a while, yeah. and we went out on a Sunday fun day, decided that we're going to make this group, we're going to call it Alps Angels. You know, we're going to vote officers, and we're going to figure all this this stuff out. And we did. We decided, you know what, we got one month. Let's make a ride. So we did. We put it up on the interwebs and social media, and and pushed it and pushed it. Well, lo and behold. I got a call from Sheriff Stukenholz from Saunders County. Nice right. guy. Yeah, nice guy. Rightfully so. I get it. You know, 
Um, he wanted us to come in and meet with the Saunders County Board of Supervisors to, you know, approve yay or nay whether we can do this. Which, legally, that's the right way, you know. It is. It is. And and so I went in there the first time, and, and I sat down and I talked with them, and I got shot down on five out of six people on the board. The one guy, Larry Mock, who happens to live about two and a half miles north of me, or south of me, I apologize, he voted indifferent just because of how everybody else voted. They were worried about liability, worried about people tearing around, etc. Well, at this point, we'd already pushed it out on social media. We had already made the conscious decision, we're going to do it. We were pretty much... In it to win it. I mean, yeah. we were committed. Well, at the time, we, we already had people, you know, saying, I'm going to be there. This is awesome. We're going to do it. So we sat down as a group, and we had some group members that were like, yeah, maybe we should not do it. Luckily, Andy and I are pretty good salespeople. And Try, we, to and, Try to be. And, and, and we convinced or made our case for why we should do it. Because everything in life is risk and reward. Right, I mean, you always every day there's a nobody, risk and a reward. Nobody in everything did anything you do. big in life if they didn't take some kind of a risk. And we we exactly. took a big one. Yeah, we could have got burnt. We didn't. And and and, and yeah, we, we did. So We're we, not saying to everybody out there just to go do that. We're yes. just saying, did we do it? Yes. Well, when we did, and, and I feel like we had good reason to. We initially um, decided to do this ride. We went ahead and did it, but. We focused a lot, and I mean a lot, on safety. We're doing it in September, our very first ride in September. What goes on in Nebraska in September? Harvest, yes. right? So, and maybe not quite harvest, but there's corn that's five eight, feet, eight feet, six tall. feet tall, whatever. Yeah, whatever it may be. And so we planned our route out, and then we replanned it, and we replanned it again to make sure we didn't have any blind intersections or any intersections where we had four you know, fields of corn on one end so you couldn't see. And we literally had people not stopping traffic, but at those intersections. Yes. To monitor what was going on. I mean, it wasn't just like, oh, we're just throwing this together. and Well, we hope nobody gets hurt. No, this was not the case. This was a very planned out. Yeah, right. it, it, it was. was. And I think I think we redid our route on that first one like five times. Yeah. Something like that. And so... We went through it, had a couple people that got a little out of control. We had a talk with them, moved on, and it was fixed after that. Not a big yeah. deal. So we'll move on to a second ride. We're like, you know what? At this point, we've already been told no. We had good success. We're doing great. Our, our profit, our, our company, our, our nonprofit, we don't, we don't keep any of the money. Everything goes no. back to whatever cause we decide's worthy, you know, for it. So... We put out a post, had people suggest different, you know, families, whatever. Well, we ran into Carson Biltoff, young kid, uh, just started kindergarten this year, had spina bifida, just super good kid, but he's had a pretty rough going. You know, he's had a lot of challenges, right? Yes. So at this point, we're not even thinking about the legal ramification for anything. Our, our mind, our focus is on... Okay, so what can we do to help this kid out, you know, and help his family out? They have a lot of expenses, a lot of, you know, um, travel, that kind of thing. 
because of his condition, you know? So guess what? Sept- or, uh, springtime rolls around. We start advertising a new ride yeah. and we push hard for it and we're blowing it up on social media. I think there was 600 or 700 people who reacted to the event, uh, most of them going, some of them interested, whatever it may be, you know. Well, I'm sitting at my desk at work one day, phone rings, and it is, of course, Sheriff Stukenholz from Saunders County. We answer the phone. I said, this is Chris. And he's like, yeah, we need to talk to you about your ride. And I go, well, what, what would you like to know? And he goes, well, we need to talk about it. I can't have you doing it all willy-nilly like you did last time. And I go, okay, well, what's, what's your suggestion? He's like, I need you to meet with the board again. I need you to get them on board. So, and then, by the way, just so everybody knows, he was never against it. No, he, no, he, he wasn't. never was. No, he... he He's doing. He, he what, was great in it. In everything. his line of duty, yeah, that's what he needs. And to and, do. and we'll get into that a, a, a little bit here. But so we're two weeks out from the ride, probably when I got that phone call. Uh, I'd say so. And the it was like two days away from the next board of supervisors meeting. Right. So went to the meeting again. Stood in front of the same six or seven people. And, and, you know, talked to them and, you know, pleaded my case again, our case again. And the one guy, he, he stood up and he goes, well, why are you even here? And I go, well, I'm here uh, because Sheriff Stukenholz had asked me to show up and talk to you guys again. And he's like, well, no, that doesn't matter. But like, you know, you did the last one after we told you, no, you're just going to do it anyway. And I go, yes, sir. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. You're, you're right. We're going to do it again. And, you know, I'm here out of courtesy for our local law enforcement, you know, to, to, to try to get something done. And so after half hour, 45 minutes of rehashing and hashing again, showing them the route and, and everything and talking about the ride before, which everyone is safe, there was no accidents, there was no drunk driving there's no idiots you know it just it went off really good and they, they approved us and they did and, and and a lot of that was because the sheriff's department showed up came up and talked with me in support of us yes you know that they, they, they said hey they handled it correctly they did it right we're on board as long as we have this this and this addressed and it was like crossing a major highway they wanted to be there to block traffic which we were all for absolutely safety is key yeah <coughs> and, and, and anyone that's been on our rides, there's been, a hand, we've done three now. There's been a handful of people that we've gotten after and, and gotten after hard. But and, there's a reason for that. And sometimes, and you're going to always have that. I don't care where you go or what you do. You'll have that no matter what you're doing. The thing is, the way you handle it, it yeah. was handled in a, in a professional manner. Yeah. And... Well, like, like, like our last ride that we did in September, there was a gentleman on a banshee, badass machine, leaving one of the stops, gave her the onion, and I have to say, if it wasn't our ride, I may have done the same thing. Yeah. You know, we're all cut from the same cloth yep. in that situation, and so I got after him. Well, we get back to our final stop, 
he came up, perf- apologized profusely because he didn't want to be that guy. But we've all been there. We've all done shit that we don't, we're not proud of or we made a mistake, and it is what it is. But the nice thing is everybody that we've gotten after has come back, right? You know, they've, yeah. they've continued to do it. They understand it. And that's why we put so much focus on going out, having a good time. And, yes, it's about riding our machines. It's about, you know, but more importantly, it's probably about doing good for our community. That, that's our main focus. I'd say the biggest thing for me, and even when I talk to the, my boys, is the biggest thing for them is they, for one, they just like to ride in machines. Yes. They, they just want to do it. Two, probably helping somebody in need yeah. is their biggest number one because and that's that's probably mine too because yeah. this is something pretty cool that we can do with these that really it doesn't really cost a group a whole bunch of money it's just a lot of time yeah which isn't that big a deal not that we have a lot of that to burn because we all have families of our own but it's something that it's outside of your family it's even a bigger family it, it is and it's really cool to be able to do that and and, and the, the nice thing is we're teaching our kids who are young i think lily is the oldest child amongst all yep. of the kids she's gonna be 14 um grant's 13 13 max so. is 11 11 camden happy birthday just turned eight a couple days ago hayden's four but we're teaching them that helping people out doesn't cost you anything. That's helping people out and, and doing the right thing and being nice to people is something in life that's not going to cost you anything. Right. It's about your chemical makeup, your your demeanor, and and how you live your life. And in the world is not to go on a tangent, but it's mean. Well, the the world the world that we're living in is shitty. Like there's there's so many people that that make fun of people, they bully, and they, and they do all this stuff that doesn't need to be done. Being nice to somebody doesn't cost you anything. No. And, and it makes you a better person for doing it. I mean, if you honestly look at it, I mean, the bullying, in, and not to get way off subject, we'll get back on subject here yeah. pretty quick, but what goes on in, in grade school, in high school, and middle school is absolutely crazy anymore with what goes on in yeah. the... And I'm not going to go off on this or anything like that, but people that just don't care about raising, it's hard enough to raise a kid in the first place, but mm-hmm. raise him to be a good kid and have a big heart. Yes. You know, is well, two big things in my life because yeah. you can teach him every, you can give him every tool that there is out there, but those are two things that need to be taught more, I think, in life because it's getting to that point where everybody's just out to, look after their own self and they don't care and there's just there's so much of it and we, i see it so often you know because obviously we just told you how our how old our kids are and yeah. it's ridiculous the this, this stuff that goes on anymore you know we we were very fortunate to grow up when we did i feel like we're kind of the last generation unless we instill it in our kids yeah that the right way and the wrong way to do things you and know, it, and, it, and that's a, a, it is sad, but it's a huge deal. And that's one of the things I, I've said from, from day one, and, and, and I kind of I feel bad about it a little bit, but then I don't. My daughter, unfortunately, can get, way, get away with murder. She flashes those brown eyes at me and that smile, and I'm crumbled on the floor. Yes, do whatever you want. Camden, on the other hand, 
he's going to be a man someday. And there's a right way and a wrong way to be a man. And since the day he was born, I was probably harder on him than I probably should have been. But rightfully so, because I refuse to raise a shit. You know, like I want him to be a good, solid man. And, and, and you know what? That kid has the biggest heart. I have to tell the story. So we asked the kids to write down on a piece of paper what they want for a Christmas list. Okay. And Camden wrote an Xbox and and a couple other things. I forget what all it was. But but the the main one on there, he wrote cat food and dog food. And so I asked him, or Jess asked him, he's like, well, what do you mean by cat food and dog food? And he's like, well, I want to take cat food and dog food to Saunders County Lost Pets because they need the help. And there are so many cats and dogs that don't have families and they have to go and live in this place. And I'm getting like my eyes are tearing up a little (laughs) bit just talking about it. But to hear that kid's heart when he when he talked about it. And and he then broke down and started crying about it. I'm like, hey, buddy, it's okay. And he's like, I know, but there's just so many animals that that don't have a home, you know. And I'm like, well, that's why it's super important to be a responsible pet owner. And we went through it all. Yeah. But but that, that kid's heart's just huge, yep. you know. And 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 that's what I'm proud to raise or help raise, you know, because. I'm obviously a co-parent with my wife because she's amazing, you know, but to, to see him do that and he put something way outside the box in front of yeah. his other needs. And, 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 and so because of that, we're going to go volunteer when he's on school break, we're going to go volunteer at Saunders County Lost Pets so he can help, That's awesome. um, which is, which is cool. And, and, and it's, it's stuff like that, that. It's not costing me anything to go there and help him out. No, it's, not it's not costing Camden anything, no. but it's the right thing to do. And, it, and, it's, and it's making a difference in a community in which you live in. And that's kind of been, you know, the, the motto of what we've done as a group. Yeah, and it is. I got one more story, and then we'll move on to our top ten, okay? Okay. So on your story with Camden, yeah, I got a phone call from... Katie, sorry guys, I know we're rambling on here about some stuff that you probably want us to be talking about side by sides and this and this and that and that and this. But anyway, I got to tell the story. So I got a phone call from Katie uh, uh, Friday saying, well, you won't believe what your son did. I'm like, oh God, what'd he do? <laughs> I'm like, what did he do? And she's like, well, I asked him and he's like, because his book bag was just completely packed. And she's like, I didn't know what it was. So I asked and the boys kind of had like a plan going on okay of what they were going to say okay but anyway max stuffed one of his old coats in his book bag okay they've got new coats it's not a big deal okay this one he just wears it to cut wood or help me outside or whatever stuffs it in his bag and uh katie caught it and he kind of fibbed about it and he's like i'm sorry mom i'm lying to you she's like well what's going on here she's like well, or Max is like, well, one of the kids at school can't go out to recess because he doesn't have a heavy enough coat. And I was just going to give him this one because I don't need it, Mom. So Katie told me that story, and like you said, how your heart dropped. Mine did too. And I'm just pulling into work to go do a company meeting with all my guys, and I'm yeah. like tearing up about all this stuff, and I'm like, that shows you that you are 
doing something with your kids. And, yeah, it, when it's know, about raising them the right way and showing compassion. I mean, props to Max. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I yeah, and, and it was I funny mean, because his brother had his back, and they just had this plan figured out just in case mom asked and stuff like that. So it was pretty cool. But what was cool is, is essentially they were going to lie about it or fib about it, which is not right. But but they fussed they, up to but, it. Well, but, but but they were covering it up because they didn't want the recognition. Yeah. About doing it, they just wanted to be a good person. Yeah, they they didn't. They knew that they weren't going to get in trouble for giving one of their old coats away. Yeah. I think that they were just like, well, mom and dad really don't need to know about this. I just really don't want to go play with this kid. Yeah. And can't afford that jacket, the coat, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, it, it was just a big deal. No, that's... To me, it was again, extremely high awesome. High five for you great know? parenting. That's, that's awesome. awesome. Uh, getting back to ATV, UTV laws in Nebraska real quick. Um Something that we've done behind the scenes is Bruce Bostelman, who is our representative for our region. We've been in contact with him numerous times trying to push this forward. You know, Nebraska is eight to ten years behind the times. We'll They've, get there. We're all going to get there. Eventually, eventually we will. But we're, we're pushing it. And, and something that we encourage everybody to do, write your local representative Push the subject yourself. Yeah. The power in numbers. And, and that's, again, with what we're doing as a ride. You know, we've had 250, 300 people at our rides. If we balloon that up to 600 or 1,000 or whatever, it's going to force them to take a look at it. And that's also one of the main goals. And we've pushed it and we've pushed it. As much as I, I put a proposal together to give to Bruce Bostelman about – the lost revenue Nebraska has by not allowing this. Let's just say, so South Dakota, to get a plate, you pay 85 bucks for a plate. Is that for the year? Yearly. For the year. Let's just say there's 30,000 machines in Nebraska. I would venture to guess there's probably a lot more than that. Yeah. But let's just say it's 30,000. That's 2.5 million dollars that they're missing out on on just the plates. You put in registration, you know, people who don't have insurance the, on them. The funny thing is, is that this is like one of the only times I'd ask you to charge me money. I How many times do you go to the uh, courthouse and you got to go license your truck and you're like, "God, man, again." Yes. But this is the one time that people are actually asking for it. Yeah. They're asking for it. And I feel like the people who are in our community, the, the ATV, UTV guys, would gladly... I'd pay $100. i would pay $150, $200. Like, I don't care. If I, could, if I could drive it to work... Totally different situation, then. I mean... Entirely. I would pay a couple hundred bucks a year. And, and and not complain about it and be happy about it. But but you, you gotta think about it. so like our rides, so we've raised a good good bit of money in every ride that we've done. But what's even more impressive than than what we've actually raised is the amount of money that has brought been brought into the county at each ride. I think our last ride we figured up with the amount of people if each person spent eight dollars. I think it's like roughly about fifteen to two at every location. 
Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, if everybody spent roughly eight dollars at each stop, we raised between six and seven thousand yeah. dollars in an afternoon for the community. Some yeah. of the places that we're stopping, that's the big, biggest day they've had outside of maybe a Husker Bowl game, which we haven't gotten to in a while. Oh, you know, or, let's or, not, let's or whatever not, it may be. I let's mean, not like, even talk about the volleyball but, game. But, yeah, time. I know. But like, that's 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 huge money, and that's putting it, it right back into the community. You know, um, well, and getting, that's on top of the two point five million that we could yeah. essentially have, yeah. probably more. You know, and, and then it's just they're just so far behind the times, and I really think it's because a lot of the people that are sitting in Lincoln. Who are going to the Capitol and 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 you know hearing these out? They've never been out of Lincoln. They've never been out of Omaha. I think we they just honestly probably don't know about it. They, they don't, and, and that's why we're so strict in how we do our rides and we preach safety and we yeah. push because if we can grow this thing and 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 make them focus on us and 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 have them hear us out. I think we can get somewhere. I mean, my dad went out and bought a side by side. My dad's over sixty years old. Yeah, he went out, never owned one in his life, and he now owns one because of, well, because of Katie and I. Yeah, he found out how much fun they are, and that's why he went and bought one. Well, not just fun. It's like. You know, we have six acres, seven acres, whatever that we live on. And it, the one that I have, it's, it's dual purpose. I mean, oh, I, yeah. it hauls horse shit. And then we take the family out and we go to ATV parks. Take or a we, trailer we, to it, go through the parade, whatever <laughs> yeah, the case may be. Yeah, we ride gravel roads, what, that. whatever it may be, run into town to refill on beverages or, you know, whatever, whatever it may, may be. be. So anyway, bottom line, if you're in Nebraska, you're listening to this. Write your local representative. Push for it. Because strength in numbers will happen. Eventually it will happen, but let's try to speed it up to where we can do this sooner rather than later. Um, Something we talked about of doing going forward in this is, you know, every every time we record one of these, do a top ten. You know, top ten things to have in your shop, which we're doing this week. Next week might, or next time might be, Top 10 things you take on a road trip or whatever it may be. Rock climbing, whatever Yeah, so we, we made a list here, and I got a computer off screen, so I'm not blindly looking at the wall here. Um, we got our top 10 of things you must have in a shop. The first one is friends. friends. You can have a nice shop. You can have fun doing whatever you're doing, but everything's almost way better when you have friends. Yep. Just like last, last winter. We brought mine into your shop. We cut the shit out of it and did a lot of put it all back together and welded it up. Made it look like it should have been from the factory. Had a good time. Did it a bunch of things. But the cool thing was, we spent four or five weeks in your shop on on weekends. Our wives hung out. Our kids hung out. We hung out. It was just it was a a cool experience. So everybody wants friends in their shop. Yes. Bottom line. What's the second one here? It's got to be a fridge. Tell me it's a fridge. It is the fridge. Oh, right. Why do we want a fridge in there? Well, you have to have a fridge in a shop. I mean, come on. Why can you? Why would you not want a fridge in your shop? Agreed. And, and more importantly, 
having the fridge is is important, but more important than that is what's in it. What you have in it. What might be in it. You know, we are in the heart of the Bohemian Alps, where if you don't have at least 30 bush lights in your fridge, you probably are going to get kicked out of the county. You might want to run back to town. (laughs) Exactly. So, uh, yeah, you you know, and it's it's one of those things. I mean, when we were working on the machine, we'd crack a beer open. We'd look at it, and we'd re-look at it, and look at it again, yeah. find about five or six different ways to do it. We'd finish that beer. Next thing you know, we're we found work. the right way to do it, or it, the way that we did it, yeah. you know? Um, obviously, when we were doing that, um, we needed a couple tools to do it, yep. which brings us to number three, is a good solid welder. Yes. So you're going to need a welder of some kind. Uh, what, do you, what do you run? I have a Hobart. Okay. Uh, it's 110 a, or 220? It is actually 110, but it's converted to 220. And I'm sure people are familiar with that. That thing works. That's probably the best one I've ever bought. In. I've actually used a regular, the larger Miller 220. And for doing the cages and stuff like that, I'd say the one that I got right now is probably the one yeah. you want. It, so, it, and, it was slick. And if it anybody wants any more information on that, just contact chris or something like that yeah and i'll fill you on in on that because it works great it's a the right wire size it does a tremendous job no problems penetration penetration at yeah. all i mean well, that and one your is some fairly thick stuff yeah, i mean it'll do quarter inch yeah. easy with a good solid penetration yeah. and then it'll also do the the eighth inch thick well stuff, we obviously so. know from the last episode i roll i rolled my <laughs> yeah. shit over we know it and we, it know, we know the welds work you know so um, so number four is a heater. I'll let you take that. Well, but w- w- what are you heating your shop with? Um, I have two sources of heat. The primary one I use is wood. Yep. So, uh. And where are you getting your wood? Yeah, uh, you get to cut it, split it, thing, you know. And you're grabbing it from pallets at work. Pallets, and just yeah, like random that. stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I work for a commercial industrial supply. We're a commercial supply company. Right. Um, we do a lot of waste oil furnaces. So if you're a shop that, you know, has a trucking company or you farm and you produce some oil, a waste oil furnace is a, is a good thing to use. You guys use that in your shop at work. Yes, we do. Uh, it works really good. Something else, if you don't produce that, but you're still looking for a good heater to, to push it, you know, push out the heat and, and, you know, heat your shop is we have diesel fired radiant heaters and they work great. 150,000 BTUs. You know to push it out and that'll heat a good size shop oh yeah you know so b- bottom line not trying to be a sales pitch but bottom line is we can all stomach the heat in the summertime to be out there it's kind of how we're conditioned cold on the other hand makes it a little bit tougher to go out no, there i'm not looking forward you to know it so you need something to heat your shop yeah so because most of the projects are done in the, winter in the winter time because in the springtime the summertime fall time you're out riding Yep. Or you're, you know, enjoying your classic car or whatever yep. it may be, you know. So, uh, number five is, is a good one. And, and and it's kind of funny. We were working on my machine, and I'm up there with, a, you know, an air grinder grinding away. And I could never hear the air compressor kick on or kick off. And I'm like, that is right. God, that's kind of weird. Like, what's... And I look around the shop, and I'm like, I don't see one. Where's it at? So you got to have a sufficient air supply, meaning air compressor, for what you're doing. Whether you're using air grinders, 
you're using air tools, whatever, air impacts, whatever. Tell a story. Your your little shop that we use so, for this. Okay, so this building, I actually, well, not just me. Wife, my boys, my dad, a uh, couple friends. We actually moved this. It's like a two car, two and a half car uh, garage to where we live now. So we actually trailered this thing from there to here, and then we jacked it up two foot, put it on there, yada yada yada. Uh, but I have a building behind it, and I didn't want the air compressor in the same building. Why? Because of noise. It drives me nuts. <laughs> yes. I want to turn the stereo on. I want to hear the stereo. That's what I want. So I ran a line underground, and Chris is. I told Chris, I was like, "Hey, you need to take a take a break." He's like, "Why?" It's like, "Cause you need to let my air compressor take a break." So you need to take a break. He's like, well, "I never thought about that because I never heard it kick on." I didn't. Where is it? He says. So I took him back there and I showed him. And he's like, "It's a pretty good idea. Yeah, I like that." So bottom line, air compressor. Make sure you have you a great air compressor. Probably more than what you need. Yeah. To be safe, you know, it's... Single it's, stage is fine. Dual stage is yeah. better. What's, what's number six on the list? Number six um, is a vice. Vices are pretty important. You need a vice. If you're going to do any kind of machine work, uh, anything like that, grinding, especially if you're, you don't have a chop saw or anything like that, grab a vice instead of fighting it, sliding around on the bench, get a vice. Yeah. Yeah, and that so, one's pretty self-explanatory. Yes, you know, every, everybody, everybody that's got a shop pretty much has yes. one mounted on their workbench. Get a vice. You know, um, number seven, and I'm gonna tell a funny story about this, is a clutch puller. Why do people need clutch pullers? Well, when you want to do some clutch work, it's really handy to have. Yeah. So, and we're talking about clutch pullers, meaning in the side-by-side -side world. Yeah. Because that's kind of what we've been focusing on. So it was probably, I don't know, March of last year. Something like that. I did that. a tune, a clutch kit from Gilliman uh, on my Ranger, bumped the horsepower way up, put everything in the power band. So got everything installed. We had to install the clutch spring, the weights, all that stuff. But on my defense? No, no. Let, well, let, let me tell the story first, right, then we'll right, get there. So it was a rainy, miserable day. I brought my machine over and I gotta drive probably what, seven, eight miles on gravel to get to Andy's place. My machine is caked in mud, looks like crap. Pull it in the shop, we tear it apart and Andy's like, oh, well shoot, I don't, I don't have a clutch puller. And so we're in the phone calling anybody and everybody that we can find to have a clutch puller. Finally found one, and uh, my pickup and trailer were still hooked up. And he's like, "Take my truck," which is brand new at the time. I just he, got he, it. He, it, still had, had it did on. still have entrances on it, and it was like a monsoon outside. He's like, "Go to this guy's shop." It was Ryan Slopes. He's like, "Pick it up, and you know, come back." So I made a. I was probably a fifteen mile drive via, like via gravel. Trashed his truck, and it was muddy. Get there, get his clutch puller, come back, walk in the shop, and Andy's like, uh, yeah, I didn't need it. Your clutch is a little bit different than the ones that I've, other ones I've done on Polaris's, where you can just take the bolts out and not yep. need the puller. But, moral of the story is, just get, in case, just, always have a clutch puller. Because razors, uh, your, your, your Can-Am, 
Mine's we'll, a little, mine's it. a little different, but yeah, as far as player skill, pretty much the same. Can Am's a, a hair different. There's is actually pretty involved. We can get into that yeah. topic some other yeah. time. So, um, one of the other things that is super important to have in a shop is a torch, yes, or a plasma cutter, or something along those lines. A lay, something like that. Yeah, we we used all that stuff, um, and it's super important to have because. Some of that stuff, it's going to take you way too long with a grinder to cut up, yeah. grind off. I mean, this, this way you can you can make your cut, throw it on your bench, put it in your vise, grind it down, make sure it's all good. Uh, any any tips of what to look for on a torch or what 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 works best? I mean, not really. Just uh, I would get I would, wouldn't buy anything with smaller bottles because you're just yeah. not going to be able to push through anything. I mean, just these things are, are just going to make your life easier and, and i know most of these guys probably already have yeah. all this stuff or whatever we're just talking about maybe top 10 things people probably need in their shop so and the best place to get a torch is a farm sale it's farm sale <laughs> yes, <laughs> if, it is. if if there isn't 15 other people out there that want the same torch that Correct. you're bidding on Correct. uh second or the n number nine if you have a shop of course it's tools yeah you got to have tools you need the essentials yeah so what well, in your mind what are essentials essentials would be you know your basic tool kit uh metric standard wrenches you know you know the six through 24 32 whatever you want and then you're you're obviously your standard hammers punches pliers uh bfh sockets. need a bfh, BFH is, you need those too yeah you know obviously you gotta have that move too and that one too because if you don't have those i'm not sure what you're going to do without that so when you're talking about cordless impacts and cordless drills and that kind of stuff lifesavers they are but there's a bunch of brands out there there's cobalt there's dewalt there's milwaukee there's chicago so here's a, so what do you here's run a, what do you run well you, I'm, you, all, you, I'm all snap-on so i run okay. everything snap-on all right i just i've been with snap-on just not been with them i guess i'm just a snap-on kind of guy yeah but the guys that uh work for me they swear to god that milwaukee is the top dog yeah when it comes to that half inch drive cordless impact they say that that thing will break anything loose way before snap-on half inch will and even uh well dewalt so well, yeah and that's in, coming in from the guys, guys that use it all see, the time now andy bought some sweet Yep. Shop stool or uh, Arps, Black, Arps Black Lounge Friday, so. stools. Yeah. Um, the last one, and then we'll get out of here let you guys get about your day. Probably one of the, for me, this is probably one of the most important things behind the fridge, behind what, behind what you put in the fridge is tunes. You got to have a good sound system tunes. set up in your shop. You got to and, and you, and you got you to gotta run off a lot, of, a lot of music, a lot of iPads or iPods or whatever it may be. Because being in a shop when it's quiet, it's just not as fun, right? You you, you no. crank up the tunes and, and you have and you have good times. It it works. Everything feels like it's it's better. And it does. Yeah. You gotta have tunes. Yeah. So bottom line, have tunes, have friends, have a fridge, have all your tools, and enjoy it. Check out the episode. Um, write us about what you want us to talk about. I mean, that's what we're here yeah. for. So any, if, if there's anybody that wants to be on the podcast, 
come join us or we can do it via Skype or, or FaceTime. Um, David Hines, A1 UTV, we want you on the podcast. Yes, we, we do. We want you on here. We want to pick your brain. We want to talk about what you've seen, what you haven't seen, and like the, the stuff that you've gone through because you've been a true pioneer in, in what we're trying to do. So hit us up. Uh, check us out on Facebook. It's uh, facebook.com at the Dirt Exchange Podcast and facebook.com uh, Alps Angels. Check us out. Thanks again. Yep. We're gonna go. Later. We're gonna go more in the loss of the Husker volleyball team losing. Yep. And we will so. snap to the next time. So. Oh, and last thing is, by the way, happy birthday, Bethany. Yes, happy birthday, Bethany. She's Corey. one of the one so. of the members on here. Uh, today's her. I don't know, thirty first, second, third, whatever. Thirty third birthday it is. So. Enjoy it. Happy birthday. Peace out.